0: This is From the Hoop. Allow me to lament the plight and the recent history of the Detroit Pistons. Allow me to bleed my heart for a few moments. As it hurts. We're going to chat some Pistons and of course the NBA draft lottery in a second here. Kind of how I feel right now about about the Pistons, or have been feeling about the Pistons, in the lyrics and words of Diana Ross. Diana Ross, reach out, I'll be there. Diana Ross, hailing out of Detroit, Michigan. I fell in love with basketball. Fell in love with the NBA in 1989. I turned on the TV one afternoon, and it was the Pistons playing the Bulls in the playoffs. And immediately, I fell in love with the Pistons. I don't know why. The way they played, rough and tough. Defense-oriented. Fell in love with Isaiah Thomas right away. He was a magician. His handles. I mean, people, people talk about uh, Steph's handles these days. People talk about Kyrie Irving's handles. Man, Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Zeke Thomas had handles so low to the ground, so quick. Ball and string like he was gliding around on the court. Attacked the paint, too. Cut in like a knife. It was a prolific score in the paint for his size back in the day when the paint was a lot more congested. Bad Boy Pistons fell in love with them right away. Love that team. Isaiah, Zeke, Thomas, Joe Dumars, his wingman, John Sally, Dennis Rodman, the Worm, Rick Mahorn, Bill Beer. Vinny Johnson coming off the bench, Vinny the Microwave Johnson, Mark Guire. Love those teams. Back to champion, back Back to back championships. They went to five straight Eastern Conference Finals. First one. Lost to Larry Bird, Larry Legend, and Celtics. No shame in that. Second time, they beat the Celtics. And of course, third and fourth time, they beat the Bulls back-to-back. Getting themselves to the championships and and repeating as champions. NBA champions. The beginnings of a dynasty. And of course, their fifth Eastern Conference Finals, they lose to the Bulls. Michael Jordan and the Bulls. Michael Jordan finally figured it out. They had Scottie Pippen, and they swept the Pistons. That hurt. And I hated Jordan back in those days. I kind of hated him right from the get-go for some reason. Didn't like his face. Couldn't stand to look at his face. But of course, Michael Jordan's greatness eventually beat me to, into submission. You can't help it, but you can't help it, but fall in love with, you can't help but fall in love with the guy. As a sports fan, what we seek most to see is clutch players who deliver when it counts the most clutch players who are the best when their best is required. That's Michael Jordan, the GOAT. And of course, when their dynasty started, it was just it was it was, it was all Bulls for a while. Don't need to talk about that. 2-3 peats with Houston winning back-to-back in between. It was all it was all Bulls for a while. And then and after that it was it was it was Lakers and then it was it was a San Antonio dynasty. I mean, there were a couple of years, the Grant Hill years, where there was promise until Grant Hill got hurt, which is just unfortunate. If Grant Hill didn't suffer those injuries, we'd be talking about him very differently. Probably would have become an all-time great. He had that potential. He had, he had that in him. I think we all know that. And so that sucked. And the Pistons sucked for quite some time. Just basement dwelling, too, I think, for a couple of years. And then all of a sudden, the early, early 2000s, 2003-ish, 2004-ish, right? Those Pistons with Chauncey Billups, remember? Chauncey Billups. Rip Hamilton with the mask in his later years. Big Ben Wallace, who won four Defensive Player of the Year awards, I believe. Not a lot of players on that list. Then came in I think that's it. Rasheed Wallace in the middle twilight of his years kind of a unicorn player during that time. Feisty. Trash talker. Had a lot of technical fouls. I think he led the league in technical fouls for for quite a few seasons in a row there. He might even have the record. Polarizing. Personality. Fiery player. Love Rasheed Wallace. Sheed. Of course, Tayshaun Prince. Fantastic role player. Probably elite role player. Great defender. Does the small things. Little things. Had the original overplayed uh, chase-down block on Reggie Miller in the playoffs. Of course, Lindsey Hunter coming off the bench. Eldon Campbell, Corliss Williamson, coached by Larry Brown, one of my favorite coaches, who coached Iverson in years pre, uh, in, in, in uh, uh, few years before. Love that team. And I think at the time, I, I kind of even loved them more than, than the 90s bad boy Pistons. It's kind of a blue-chip team didn't really have a superstar per se had a lot of hard working players love that team and in in Detroit legacy fashion this Detroit team went went to five straight conference finals they went to five straight eastern conference finals won two in a row of course and then the last 3 Went to Miami, Went to the Big Three in Boston, and then went to LeBron and the Cavs. No shame in that. But they carried on the legacy, five straight conference finals. And then went to back to back and then and then went to back to back finals. Winning the chip, of course, in 03 04. And then losing in 04 05 in seven games to the San Antonio Spurs. To Dim Tim Duncan. And that eventual dynasty team with Tim Duncan and of course Manu Ginobili Parker. Robert Ori, Bruce Brown, those guys, those boys, that dynasty. no shame in that, but to this day still the most painful loss for a sports team that I love that I've, that I've experienced still hurts. no loss ever no loss ever hurt more. That one hurt. I can still feel it. And so after, and so after those years, again, pistons just terrible sucked basement dwelling a few of those years basement dwelling this year. I mean, imagine we were, the Pistons were tanking after Kate Cunningham got hurt, missed the entire season, but they were tanking because of Victor Webinyama, the prospect of the possibility of drafting him. And of course, going into the NBA, the, this season's NBA uh, draft, draft lottery, the Pistons, along with the San Antonio Spurs and Houston Rockets, tied for best chance to draw the first pick ball at 14%. And on draft day, I forgot that it was happening, but my friend, my dear friend, Lucas Jornitz, fellow NBA fanatic, sent me a text. I think I was picking up my wife at the time, was in the car, he sent me a text, and it read, fucking Spurs. And at first I was like, fucking Spurs. Oh, no. The draft, the Spurs got got the first pick? Damn it. Are you kidding me of all the teams the Spurs of all the teams the Spurs who knocked out my Pistons in 0405 and as a result couldn't go go back to back destroying that, that 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 dream as a Pistons fan to complete the Detroit Pistons legacy to go back to back just like the 90s P- bad boy Pistons the Spurs They they're gonna get Victor Webinyama, the unicorn, y'all seen him play? My goodness. Been talking the people been basketball heads been talking about him for quite some time, calling him the most exciting, greatest, most promising prospect since Le- LeBron James. That's saying a lot. Seven six can handle the ball like a guard, has mobility, is fluid. Can protect the paint, obviously. Can do all kinds of things that that, that no one at seven foot six we've seen can do ever. Now I'm a little bit skeptical about these taller players, these seven footers: Chet Holmgren, Greg Oden. Sometimes these these giants are injury prone. Knock on wood. Don't wish that on anyone. But I'm a little bit skeptical. But let's assume full health. Let's assume that Victor Wabanyama stays healthy his entire career, eats a bunch of steaks, puts on some weight, gets the kind of development that that, that he requires, steps up to the plate, delivers upon all the promise that he shows, all of his talent, all of his God-given skill sets and graces. It all comes to fruition, and he becomes a transcendent player, potentially an all-timer. Let's just say that that happens. I'd already imagined it. Him in a Detroit Pistons jersey. I'd already imagined that they won that they won the draft lottery. I'd already imagined the Pistons coming back into prominence. I kind of like what they've been doing the past couple of years. Kind of like what, what Tom Weaver's been doing their GM. Cunningham, great pick. Jaden Ivey, Jalen Dern. Even picking up Wiseman. Could be a fantastic backup to Webb Yama. Or starting on the front court. That's a, that would be a giant... Long athletic front court, wouldn't it be? Jalen Duren, Wiseman, and Victor Webanyama, the unicorn of unicorns? Had already imagined it. With Kate Cunningham and Jaden Ivey in the backcourt. I like that team. That that I mean that's a squad of potential, isn't it? Long athletic. But nope. San Antonio Spurs. Who beat my old four or five Pistons in Game Seven, crushing the dream of a repeat championship? The Spurs get him? The Spurs who who drafted David Robinson number one, and then ten years later draft Tim Duncan. Was he number one? No one, one pick as well. That started the that started the dynasty. The Spurs are going to get Webin Yama. Doesn't seem fair. <laughs> it doesn't seem to seem fair. Had already, had already imagined uh, that the Pistons were going to come back into prominence <sighs> but no not yet not yet but we'll see we'll see we got the fifth pick maybe we'll draft someone that can become a franchise changing type player I still have hope Detroit Pistons. This is from the hoop with the Temptations, as a matter of fact, hailing out of Detroit, Michigan.
1: It was the third of September That day I'll always remember Yes, I will Cause there was the day That my daddy died I never got a chance to see him Never heard nothing But bad things about him Mama, I'm depending on Mama just hung her head and said, son, Papa was a rolling stone, wherever he laid his hat was